Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to bring in a new year and say goodbye to the old. It is the final chapter of 2022's Sunday card. We move into 2023 next week. Oddly enough, there will be games on January 1st and one game this week coming up in the year 2022. But for now, this will be the last week here on this show. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silverth, our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, is here with us as well. Ho, 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 gentlemen. Was it a good Christmas? Eh, not so much for the show, but we do survive. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't get to cash a lot of tickets uh, this Christmas. Uh, Santa also, instead of Cole this year, apparently I was on the naughty list, but I just got a big old dose of COVID for Christmas this year from Santa. Um, so that was great. But the only upside about that is that it knocked me out during the entirety of the Broncos game. So I didn't have to watch any of it. <laughs> Woke up, saw the score and said, thank God. Thank God I didn't have to watch any of that game because Dan, I'm going to say right now, don't make me say let's right at the end of the show. We're done. We're done. H- Hackett's done. We're done. I, I got to. I can't. We're going into a new year. We got to start fresh, okay? We Don't ask me to, to say it at the end of this show. We may have to. We may have to. Maybe we just say what Jalen Hurts says. There is no arrival. Like, that's just – maybe that's it. We're just constantly on the journey because that journey is over. I mean, poor Hackett just getting – well, I mean, he deserved what he got, obviously. Don't they have, like, an analyst from another team coming in to coach them? Like, I have no idea what's going on. It's the guy that was brought in – uh, following Hackett not knowing how to use timeouts in the first week and, and second week of the season. The guy that was taught in to advise him on how to be a head coach. We had a head coach that needed on-the-clock training to be a head coach. Oh. He will now take over duties. Lord have mercy. God bless America. Well, Russ isn't going anywhere, so yeah. he's fixable, I guess. I didn't know he needed to be fixed, but apparently it's true. Um, so the Broncos are done. We know that. We've known that for a while, but Maddie, we've go two and three last week in week number 16. Not great, but still just kind of swung and missed on just a few here that we had. I'll just start real quick with some of mine that I had. You go back to, you know, I think we got to start with the mind meld. I mean, we got to start with Philly and how yeah. brutally close. And an important thing again, if we go back to what we've been talking about it for years, the best of the number is what you need to get. I got the Eagles at plus six and just was able to at least push. Some people had six and a half that were out there. Uh, we had it at five on the show, so we counted as a loss. But that was as good a performance from a backup quarterback as you can get. Uncharacteristic turnovers, though, by other players on the Eagles. Yeah, they just coughed it up, didn't take care of the ball as much as, as, much as the Cowboys didn't do in the first half. I mean, the first half, the Eagles' defense was able to jump all over the Cowboys, feeling like we were we were calling it out with Dak's interception problems. Obviously, the mm-hmm. pick six early on, but um, yeah, couldn't couldn't close it out down the stretch with, and then a couple guys getting hurt during the game. Lane Johnson, so things started things started going against the Eagles heavily in that game. Brutal, absolutely brutal. And now they're very much injured. Avante Maddox is. Is, is now out. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is now out. That's going to be a really, really tough go of it. One of my other ones, I mean, how about the Chicago Bears? I mean, just absolutely brutal to even have that on the card. Bears falter us yet again. It just feels like every week, every week we're either barely hitting with them or barely losing them. And last week was, you know, again, one of those results uh, against Buffalo where they hung in for as long as they did and then just completely faltered down the stretch. First half was fantastic. We talked about maybe, mm-hmm. you know, we, we both, I think maybe had a little money line on there um, thinking it might be one of those weird games. And as I was traveling to where I was supposed to go on Christmas Eve before I had sick, uh, all of a sudden I got to where I was going and it was just a totally different game. They got up like 13 to eight, flipped it over there and down two scores. So mm-hmm. uh, got, got away from fast in that one. Buffalo, Buffalo. Now, again, we said they had, that lull in the middle of the season teams, all these good teams have lull stretches. Feels like they are getting healthy and hot at the right time. We're not seeing a completely, you know, uh, against the aggregate type of season for Buffalo like we are with Minnesota, like we are with the Giants, like we are with Cincinnati. We're seeing, you know, they had their dip and now they ride the wave back up. Are they too early? We're going to find out, obviously, in the playoffs. Um, you did get 
one final loser and what I had thought would have nailed the coffin for this 2022 Patriots campaign. Yet they make us all suffer. They throw up Hail Marys. Mac Jones is knocking guys' ankles out, you know, and to try to save plays that don't matter. Hail Marys for touchdowns. And all of a sudden, just when you think there's life again, they rip your heart out one more time. It has just been one of that, one of those years. But what's worse is that you had a winner on the other side in the Packers that makes me now have to watch this Patriots-Dolphins game this week. I don't know what's worse, Matt. Patriots-Dolphins without Tua. Um, again, I, I think you probably would be dancing on, you might have been dancing on, on Graves already with, with Tua, but um, now you know his his third concussion of the season. So it seems highly, highly unlikely uh, with especially – him being the center focus of, 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 you know, some of the concussion protocols this year, the more intense looks at especially quarterbacks taking hits that I highly doubt that he will be cleared uh, on a week's basis after getting his third one registered for the season. So, uh, but yeah, not being able to get that game three and a half, it, it ends at four uh, with, with, with the ball. Huh. Uh, it just, why is Matt Patricia still hired? Why, why? I mean, maybe they want to keep him on staff for next year. Uh, hopefully nowhere near the offense. But like, did we get did we get rid of Matt Patricia? Like, can we? Oh, we all know what's happening. We all know what's happening. It's Billy O. Billy O is coming, oh. and he'll be sent back up to his analyst chair, you know, or work with the defensive line or something random. Because if nothing changes, I mean, Kraft is obviously going to see what the you know what what's hitting the wall here. So we'll see. I don't know, but apparently Bill O'Brien is already the next offensive coordinator in New England. It's just a matter of time. They have to play Kansas State real quick, and then, you know, and then Alabama will let them go. So it's just a turmoil. But the fact that the Patriots can still make the playoffs, like we're going to have to – we there's a good possibility now with Tua out. Uh, maybe they can win this game, and then they go to Buffalo, and is Buffalo resting starters? We don't know. You know, there's a chance that we have to watch that offense in a playoff game in Buffalo, by the way, if if they beat Buffalo. So it'll be two weeks in a row. Not sure I want to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just just a thought. Maybe for 2023 New Year's resolution, um, throw the ball down the field. That might be something that they might be able to do. We did hit one mind meld, though, thanks to Kenny Pickett. Great comeback on the evening slate. Did it for Franco Harris. Kenny Pickett down the stretch. Game winner. Love that kid. Yeah, that was uh already had it for the show. Double down on it with the Franco. Mm. I mean, the story obviously, you know, very sad legend of football. Can't tell the story of football without Franco Harris, the immaculate uh reception. So just felt like they I mean the game horrible. Hoping it well. I, I kind of watched here and there of it, obviously on Christmas Eve night, doing a lot of things with the family, but horrible, horrible game. But again, they covered on us, got the two and a half, um, and doing it for Franco. We had to have that. I that had to end that way. Scripted. I mean, if we had known really, Lou, that fr- like we could have yeah. thought about that one, that would have been such a good fiftieth anniversary playing the Raiders, the the team that the immaculate reception happened against. I mean, that would have been a sweet spot. It's incredible the narratives in this league. You know, it's almost <laughs> like they they like a Disney writer just writes it all down and somehow comes up with a great storyline, great arc in the middle. We get a little action and then a great conclusion. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's it's exciting. The league's exciting. What can I say? A regular, regular uh, Nicholas Sparks for football. That's pretty much what it is. I mean, that's, that's it gets dramatic. Let's just put it that way. Um, so those are Maddie's. Uh, just two for me on the back end. One winner, one loser. Chiefs. I mean, they could have not covered that six ways sideways. Seattle had so many chances, and we got so lucky. Another Geno Smith dud. And the Commanders, I mean, couldn't get within. The, they, they held in. I thought they actually played a lot better than the score indicated. Just couldn't hang on offensively. And our old friend is back, Mr. Carson Wentz. Oh, it's like magic. It's like it's like he called. I, I, I basically said, I should call him. That's basically what I said. And he came back. Yeah, no, Glenn, now I can take another uh, – I can always take another – game off the board for me on the week say okay Washington games nope we don't bet Carson Wentz based game so I just scratched that one out so one less for me to uh to pick through on on the board this weekend so it really really clears things up for me good for you good for you so that's how we end up two and three the both of us Lewis a one and one really the Colts putting that on the board 
a little bit of a stretch with the Foles, but your real one really was was Burrow and, and beating Tampa, New England back to back weeks, which barely made it, but did make it. The, the guy is fantastic. He, I mean, he is. Uh, you know how much I love Patrick Mahomes, but I'll tell you, mm-hmm. my second favorite quarterback is Joe Burrow right now. It, it really is. I, I love Lamar Jackson, but he's out right now. So I got availability is the best ability. And what are you doing for me lately? Who can I watch every week? I love watching those two guys play football. They're spectacular. Great talent. A hundred percent. No doubt about it. Maybe an AFC championship preview between oh. those two. Or maybe Monday night football this week is an AFC championship preview with the Bills visiting the Bengals. We don't know, but it seems like the triad is is right there at the top of the AFC. Uh, under the weather, go ahead, Matt. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, when you were talking about Patriots sneaking in, it really feels now more like, you know, it's thinking like the playoffs are going to look good. Like, oh, a lot of these, you know, some of these teams are going to sneak into the wild card. Now it really is feeling top heavy towards both sides of the league. It's Absolutely. like all the teams that are making the wild card, it's like, oh, like maybe they win one surprise game on wild card weekend. But after that, the cream's going to rise to the top. Like some of the teams that are getting into this wild card and, or the whoever wins the NFC South, they're just looking ugly. Yeah, the NFC and, South, and, and, the, and, the, AFC, and the AFC South too. Yeah, both South divisions are just what we're priming right now to have the Bucks, who really shouldn't have won uh, on on Sunday. We're priming right now to see the Bucks make the playoffs, host the Cowboys in the first round, and boy, oh boy, wouldn't that be something? And, no, wouldn't that be something? And, and Brady hasn't has never lost to the Cowboys in his whole career. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the Cowboys are notorious for okay, yeah, all right. Uh, put that in the tickler file, Lou. Put that, put a, <laughs> put a, put a note, put a reminder in the did, phone. Did Did you say narrative? <laughs> <laughs> Some might suspect, but we'll see what happens. Uh, under the weather, loser between uh, within uh, Chicago, but no. Again, the weather like was pretty bad with the wind, but again, not as bad as it's two weeks in a row that the weather has kind of foiled us a little bit here. And then Magic Moneyline Parlay, man, tough, tough, just inches away this week, and you know, par for the course with how the season has gone. Yeah, we're good. For, we're always good for another one and one, and the one that loses is just a heartbreaker. The Eagles had so many chances to win that, but hey, we got two more weeks left. Let's try and get both of them. Wait, let's get both of them. That's a great attitude. I love that. So the underweather's nine and seven. Magic money line parlay is one and fifteen. Um overall, though, Lou, 12, 12, and one on the bet the narratives. Matthew leads in this category. 49, 31, and three. I'll tell you, after last year, way we're going, this has been a magical run for both of us. I am 46, 32, and five. I'm Mr. Push. So just Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down. Uh, let's begin, shall we? Since we both went two and three, Maddie, you have the better record. So, four is yours, my friend. Pick or punt. I, I will pick this week. I will pick. And I, I got to look back. Actually, I could try and scroll really quick. I don't know how many weeks in a row. I think we're going to fall right into this trap. Maybe it's a trap. Maybe it's not. But if it is, it's a bear trap because <laughs> we're going to have to go with it again. We got to take the Chicago Bears. Talk about favorite quarterbacks. I think I've said it a few times in this show that Justin Fields is currently my favorite quarterback to watch. Um, and he's the one that will convince me always, convince me always that when the Bears are getting, uh, I believe it's six points right now in this yep. game against the Detroit Lions, when they are getting that six, seven, eight points right around a touchdown, right in that sweet little backdoor number, I just have to take the Chicago Bears. Um Except I, I'm going to look it back after we get through this. How many weeks in a row I've been on the Bears, but the Lions last week again. We saw that their defense, as much as it's improved from the halfway mark of the season since their bye week around week five or six, whatever that was, improved a lot. But their rush defense is still very, very, very susceptible. Uh, thank you, Lou, producer Lou. Third week in a row I'm betting on the Bears. Uh, probably, probably about the twelfth time this season. Uh, the, the Lions gave up 200 yards of rushing offense in the first half last week. 200 yards in the first half last week. Now, again, immediate counterpoint to this. I'm not going to say this is all Bears. The Lions could easily throw for 500 yards and score 50 points on this Bears defense. The Bears defense has given up over 25 points in eight straight games. Lions at home are better. Those splits are better. But again, it's a divisional game. I just like that these divisional games to stay close. Justin Fields, again, can just 
run all over, not to mention he is motivated to do so. They are not going to be pulling him from the game. He is two, about uh, roughly 200 yards away from breaking Lamar's regular season rushing record for a QB. And he has been public in, in the media. And Eberflus has been public, in, you know, making statements in the media that they want to try and get into that number. So I don't think they're going to pull him out for any reason. I think he will be just, you know, salivating at the opportunity to run the ball down if he sees some of these big gaping holes in the Lions defense. Um, you know, the, the Bills were able to contain him last week because they have a fantastic, fantastic linebacker in Matt Milano who, who was all over him, spying him the entire game and really contained him. The Lions don't have a kind of player like that. Matt Milano is, is, a, is, is a top-tier cover linebacker in the league uh, in, in his position. So uh, I just think that that's the reason we saw him bottle up a little bit last week. Uh, maybe he's feeling like he needs to make up a little bit since he was kind of contained last week. Uh, so – uh, just it's this too many points kind of thing. Uh, take the six points with the the uh, the Bears here playing in just field, playing on that turf, playing indoors. Mm. Uh, look out, look out. Not to mention, again, their entire rush offense is good outside of him. So if they can shorten the game, control the clock, run the ball, uh, I think they have a chance here. But again, this, I, I won't make any qualms about it. This Bears defense is, is really putrid, really like dead last in the league in just about every category. And I think that's why the last two weeks – we have seen Philly, Buffalo really struggle in that building. Now they go to Detroit on a fast track against one of the best offenses in football. So here's my issue. I'm tilting. I don't know what my five is. I'll be honest, Ooh. straight up. And the Bears are in this. The Bears are one of them. Now, I could go Bears, and, and my thought process is this. I got that Lions alternate regular season win total at seven and a half. So I would be like, okay, well, I could probably just, you know, hedge out, take the Bears, you know, what have you. And I do like the Bears. I think they're they're in the money. They're they're good. My problem is that I'm really scared of that offense in Detroit. Mm. But my other problem is we shadow banned the other team because the Texans to me seem just as juicy this week to at least stay within that number. So you've got the Texans team that won last week, which I don't like, that the fact that they're going to be playing in another divisional game this week, at home. However, the Texans have beaten the Jaguars 15 in the last 19 times I think they've played. So it's very, very scary. I just like the way they're playing. Chicago could be in my – I'm trying to get help, and you're, you're trying to convince me the Bears, and I hear you, but in the back of my head I'm saying – this could be a slight little miscalculation. So I like this. It's in my leans, but I will be six times. He's bet the bears. Lou, is that true? Good. Lord. Uh, so my, uh, my trusty notebook only goes back to week seven, but I just went back on Twitter and it was only one time before week seven. So I believe it's six times. I was also going to say that that is the change of the Justin Fields offense. It was after the Patriots yeah. game. So yeah. to do it six times in the past yeah. eight, eight weeks, it is a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> and they've lost eight in a row. So literally since the Patriots <laughs> game, they have not won. So um, yeah, I'm going to go Houston. I, I think I'll go Houston. I love the bears. Uh, they're going to be in my lanes, but I'm going to take the Texans. I don't love any real reasons for it. I like the two quarterback kind of thing that they're doing there. Driscoll in, in very weird situations. And then Mills, who actually has been playing quite well. Their D has played better, not so much against Kansas City, but last week against Titans, they had Malik Willis, though. I, I don't know how much credit I can really give them for, for holding Malik Willis to 99 yards passing. Mahomes, they put up 500 yards uh, against, against the Texans' defense. The Cowboys put up 400 yards against the Texans' defense. Jacksonville will probably put up similar numbers, I I think, but I think the offense has actually been the thing that's been able to run. They've been able to run the football the last few weeks and control the clock. They got timely turnovers, both uh, or all three of the last weeks. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I will very reluctantly unshadow ban the Houston Texans and take them with four and a half points, which I think we have the number at that. Um, I know there's a lot of fours and four and a halves, but um, I'll take the Texans. Well, you beat me to it. You beat me ah. to the shadow banning. When you were saying we were debating between which one, I was, I'm saying, why not both? <laughs> why not both of these here? Why not? Uh, and there is something interesting, too, about this game as far as, um, you know, with, with the way that things have turned out in this division, um, 
no matter what happens to either team in this game, uh, in, in these two games, um, next week, the game between the Jags and the Titans will be for the division. So it will be whoever wins that game. So there might be a chance that if some guys aren't 100% this week, uh, instead of trying to force them through to play this one a little banged up, a little nicked up, they'll give them a full week of rest off uh, in order to come and play that game in the division. Maybe they're maybe they're even looking ahead. They're game planning a little bit more for this one. Um, and then, like you said, the Texans have just dominated this matchup while also like while also playing really frisky football the past three weeks. They beat the I mean, they so they outright beat the Titans last week, and they took Kansas City and Dallas right down to the wire. Um, and then, like you said, in this matchup, Houston has won nine in a row. And you said it was it, it's 15 of 17 games that they've they've won. That's not even 15 and 19. So 15 to 17 games uh, that they have won this one. So I know it's ugly. I know that people probably have wanted to just look away from the Texans. Like we should get, tried to shadow ban them on the show uh, for this for for many weeks now. But I'm glad that you uh, you beat me to it and you lifted uh, lifted the shadow banning first because I was going right to it with my fourth pick here. So oh Texans home dog plus four that and a half. We me. Always, we, but we said these, these this division, you always take a dog of three or more in yes. this division. Always, always, always in these matchups because they're bad teams. They play close, ugly games. Give us the four and a half at home. That actually makes me feel a lot better that we're both on it. I really do. We knew it was back time. To- we know it was time. We can't stay away for so long. We're nice guys. Later. We got to let them back in. We got to let them back in the club eventually. You got to, yep. you got to, all right, just don't get crazy like last time and we'll kick you out again. See, Lou's giving us the Malloy over there. Lou's like you. Lou's like no. I actually he holds he holds grudges for a lifetime, for well, a season long at least. Well, I'm Italian. Uh, I think <laughs> uh, you just gave me my bet the narrative. Uh, all right, yeah, carry on. Go ahead, Dan. You're <laughs> oh boy, all right, number four coming in hot. I mentioned it before. Um, this is the best game of the weekend. I think it's an AFC Championship preview. And I'm circling the wagons. I'm taking the Buffalo Bills minus one and a half in Cincinnati because the Cincinnati bubble has to burst at some point. Inflation. I hear that word going around a lot. Well, I think there's a lot in going on in Cincinnati. Seven in a row, they have won. But now they get a much tougher defense. Let's be honest. Right from the get-go, Cincinnati had, had New England's throats right from the get-go. First two, three drives, it was a bloodbath. Now, they shot themselves in the foot in the second half. There's no question about that. And they let New England back in the game, and there were some crazy ref calls and all the rest. But I think that this is a much tougher defense, and they're dealing with an actual offense with a extremely viable quarterback. That, by the way, here's a fun little stat for you. Do you know who the number one rush team in yards per carry is this year? Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo freaking Bills. Who would have thought that? And the reason is, is because, A, they've been able to run it with Singletary and Cook. Yes, but Allen. I mean, the threat of Allen, they're not running it at an incredibly high rate. But when they do run it, they are incredibly efficient. And I hope that McDermott is smart enough to tell Ken Dorsey, hey, it's going to be messy. It's going to be a gross game. It's going to be cold. It's actually not going to be that cold. There will be high winds. There will be rain. It, that It's a Monday night game. It's in front of national TV audits. It's the last Monday night game of the year. This is a very historic spot. And Josh Allen, against good defenses, is very good. Against defenses giving up less than 21 points per game, Josh Allen is 14-6-1 against the spread. Plus, that offensive line from Cincinnati is not healthy. L. Collins is now out for the season. He has a torn ACL. That is brutal for them. Like I said, I think Buffalo can run it if they choose to run it. But they have to commit to this. They have to be the tougher football team in this game because Cincinnati is ready to be had. 67% of bets on the Cincinnati Bengals. 89% of the money on the Bills. It's a sharp play, Matthew. And look, Joe Burrow does Joe Burrow things all the time. And this is very scary. Something at some point has to give. Well, I picked first, but you're still stealing my thunder on all of the picks. You're one ahead of me on these just because I had to throw the stinky little bears in there first at five. But this is another mind meld. I mean, this is uh, – I agree. I think this was building up to this point. Cincinnati, you know, we've said Buffalo has been clearly been a very big public dog. Um, a lot of this – you know, everybody loves Buffalo. Super Bowl favorite for the majority of the season, except for a little part in 
the middle when they were hurt. Um, and now Cincinnati has become the public's darling. They have been riding them. They are cashing tickets every single week on Cincinnati, no matter what the number is, no matter if it's ugly hooks on three and a halfs and ugly four and a halfs and all this other stuff when they've gotten away with in New England and Tampa Bay. People are just loving, loving, loving Cincinnati. The injuries are piling up, like you said, Lyle Collins. Uh, and their defense isn't playing as fantastic and as 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 flawless as they were. You know, the first the first half of this year, the second half of games, they were shutting teams out. Basically, they mm-hmm. they had allowed like less than ten points through through like the first twelve weeks of the season. So they they were absolutely lights out. Teams are catching up to that a little bit more. Um, and I agree. I think we are getting an opportunity now to bet a very good team in Buffalo and get them at a short number. Um, against a team in Cincinnati that is at the peak, at the absolute peak of their market, I think. I, I think, again, seven weeks in a row, it could keep rolling, but you would like to think that all of a sudden we now get them going against a really good team at a great number. Um, Buffalo's down by, you know, two point, uh, one point late in this game. Well, again, it is at one and a half right now. I'd like to just take Buffalo on the money line, for, for but for the show's sake, we have one and a half. But, you know, Buffalo has this ball down – one or two points late in the game, I have no no doubt about it that they'll get downfield and get a field goal out of this mm. one and, and, and win this game outright. So it does feel like a game that whoever has the ball last could win, but I'm happy to take Buffalo in this. And not only that, but the second half spreads for, for Allen, he's been money yeah. with those. So I, I feel pretty good about that. This could be a surprise. I'll, I'll call for it. I think it could be a surprise 10, 14-point game. Mm. I really do think that. I think Buffalo – I think the crest of the wave right now is where Cincinnati is, and they're starting to go over the top. Buffalo is sucking the ocean right back in and taking water back into themselves. I think I think they are prime. This is their spot. Yeah, I mean, again, if you look, Cincinnati is sneaking by New England and Tampa Bay, who have not been major all, issues this all season, like tons and tons of issues. So yeah. now they get a team that. I think everybody would agree is is got it, you know, got it in all three phases of the game, top five and all in in just about all the areas of the game that you can think of. So this is a different animal. And, and the public has gotten fat on this team. They're they're defending mm-hmm. AFC champions from last year. They've what? They've they've won seven in a row. They've 13 covers this year. Like it's totally I, ridiculous. I think they're like 19 and two in their last 21 games against the spread. Like Crazy. they are, they're in, it's it's nuts. They're due. I think they're due for some, some for, for at least one bonk, you know, on the head. So we'll we'll take Buffalo. I think this is a good pick. All right, Matt. The next ones, I, I don't think any of these next three you're gonna like. So, you know, we're at the end of the, we're at the end of 2022. We're at the end, you know, and at the end of the year, you usually want to start the new year off well, but maybe just maybe one last time you go into something. You just, this is it. This is my last one of the year in 2023. I'm going to change. I got to have one more dance with the prom king. I'm taking the prom Kingsbury in the ugliest game on the board. Arizona plus three and a half in Atlanta. I'll be that guy. I'm that. I'm the ugly girl at the dance that just wants one final dance with the prom king. And I will do whatever it takes. Please do. Please, Prom King, dance with me. It's a it's a gross game. It's a great a gross game. But the one thing I just can't get over is how bad Desmond Ritter has been. I mean, it's it's really bad down there. They changed over. I get what they're doing. That they, they want the kid to play. He's not ready. He's just not ready. Atlanta has scored under twenty points in three consecutive games for the first time in four years. It has just not been a good offensive performance at all and look defensively this team stinks i mean the both teams i i can't deny it both teams defensively definitely stink there's no question i don't have much but i do know that i have that road dogs record for from kingsbury that he is still 16 5 and 2 as a road underdog and look this game to me it's kind of similar to the tampa bay game in a lot of ways the atlanta offense has been putrid but Atlanta's defense stinks. Tampa's does not. Tampa has a decent defense. And there ain't no Tom Brady to get them out of a hole, folks. And and the quarterback position will at least somewhat improve if Colt McCoy plays, which it sounds like he will. So it won't be Trace McSorley. They'll be able to actually throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, 
and they'll exploit that Atlanta D this way. How about J.J. Watt? He retiring this week, or at least announcing that he's going to retire. He's been on a tear the last four games. He has seven tackles for loss. He's four sacks in the last four games. He's been a menace. He's he's uh, Benjamin Buttoned, basically, for this last uh, stretch. This is a bird-brain battle between two red teams that can only end in blood for both of us. So I'm going to take the Redbirds from the Southwest. I'll take the Cardinals. I'll take the three-and-a-half in Atlanta on the road. Yeah, you're you're not just the ugly girl dance. You're the guy. You're the guy at the bar during like playoff time. We're getting ready, and you're like, "Hey, is there? A, I got I got a I got a horse six in this race. Can you change one of these TVs to like get get onto the the local track over at, at Springdale? Can you get that on the TV over here? I know I know it's I know it's wild card weekend, but like, can we can we get one of these TVs for that? Oh my god, damn. That's I don't know why you why you're even torturing yourself thinking this game. That's I mean I again this is one. Washington got scratched off. Carson Wentz was scratched that one off there. This one I didn't even consider. Like, who's who's the quarterbacks in this game? Come on. It's fun. It's more fun that way. And I'm taking advantage of a taking advantage of, of, of a bad of a young kid, you know. Just, just, go, just go go play craps, because that's about how much of a crap shoot this one is. All right. Just go roll go the for, dice. Yo for the dealer. Yo for the dealer. All right. Number two. Number two. Uh well, we're if one uh, one quarterback has come back that we can't bet on anymore. One has left that I can now bet on this team, even though I I got duped into betting this team a couple weeks ago when a certain Zach Wilson was announced as quarterback. Oh boy! But my hero, come here, my hero, Mike White, is back for the New York Jetropolitans uh, going against Seattle on the road. This line is bounced all over the place. I'm looking at it right now. I think it's uh, one so one and a half Jets minus one and a half. Look, Seattle has not been rolling the same way this second half of the year that they were at the beginning of this year. Uh, uh, people are, again, we're picking up on Geno's deficiencies again and and forcing forcing Geno to beat them. They are committing to stopping the run. Both these teams have kind of fallen into this this in the past few weeks. The, these two teams have been bottom three in, in, in rushing yards per game the past three, and I think it's all because of similar things is, is the teams are going to load up the box when Zach Wilson was playing. And when Geno Smith's playing, they're going to load the box, take away the run, and say, you know, make the quarterback beat us. And they'll live and die on on that chance of doing that. Now the Jets have Mike White coming in, who I think the defenses have to respect a little bit more to be able to push the ball downfield and just be competent. Not even push the ball downfield, just complete passes and be a competent quarterback. So you have to be able to adjust to that now. Not to mention that Seattle, uh, they have not played a very tough defensive schedule all year. Uh, they have played an easier slate of defenses. Uh, the three times this season that they have played a top 10 defense by DVOA, they started those games going down 21 to three, 21 to three and 20 to nothing. They were basically dead before they even showed up to the game before they even got out of the locker room. They were down three scores in those games. That was uh, the 49ers twice. Uh, and I believe the bucks game when they were over in uh, London, uh, that those games were, but uh, again, I just think that this is the right opportunity now that uh, Seattle it's really, and it's, a, it's again, it's a same thing, similar to the Jets-Lions a couple weeks ago, both heavy playoff implications in different conferences, but both teams just needing a win to stay in their respective wildcard races. So kind of a winner go, uh, loser goes home game here. So I think the Jets, with Mike White back, can get a little bit of resurgence, a little bit of a boost um, and go on the road to the Seattle team. Again, tough place to play, obviously, Seattle, but um, I'll lay the, the short number on the road against uh, just a defense that I think is still too good, and we'll be able to um, we'll be able to take care of again. Gino, I think Geno Smith's going to have a really hard time with this defense. It, it's a downhill slope. It's a downhill slope. And look, for some ungodly reason, I mean, the Jets could have signed somebody, and they decided to go back with Zach Wilson, and it just obviously was not the play. You know, no question. I mean, that last Thursday night, them putting in Chris Strevler was an embarrassment, a complete embarrassment. So benched twice this year now, twice oh, he's been benched. I just, I, I, I he's got to be gone, right, Lewis? I mean, he's done. I want it to be over so bad. <laughs> <laughs> End it now. I, Matt, you said the Jets, and I'm just like, can we just, can we just not bring this team up anymore? Can we just, I, what did I Still say? Alive. I, I said it to you last week, two weeks ago, like, we're not making the playoffs. And you guys are like, don't come on, man. Come, come on, on, don't be like that. You got to believe. 
I don't believe. Do you understand what it's like being a Jets fan? This is what it's like. Matt, what you're experiencing this year with the Broncos has been the last forever for me. That's it. It stinks. Welcome to the party. It sucks. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you, it does stink. It does stink. When 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 Sydney oh. goes around and it's like, you know, people who the Broncos got today, when they play, I'm like, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't I don't matter. care. Uh, who cares? The Knicks are on later. I don't care at all. <laughs> yeah, the Rangers play later. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, no more orange crush for you. That's so great. I mean, look, I actually like this. I think that if if it was Flacco or Strevler or whoever, I'd be very concerned. But the fact that Mike White toughest ribs in the game, I mean, I I think that it's uh, I think it's solid. I th- I really think it is. Seattle's just on a complete slide. Although, I mean, you could also look at it the other way and say, hey, maybe Seattle's due. But I think the Jets' defense is the best unit on the field here, and I and I think that's where we have to to rest on our laurels for that game. So it could end up being in a lean for me. I, I would say that with the Jets. I like it. Right. Um, Matt, you know me so well. Because this was originally my number one play. I called him, and we're back together. I'm taking Washington Commanders minus two against the Cleveland Browns. It was my first play that I had as soon as it came out on Sunday night. I looked at it, and I said, oh, Minus one and a half, not even knowing whether it was Heineke or Wentz. I just, I loved it. I didn't, it didn't matter to me. But the fact that it's Wentz makes it even sweeter. Because now I can get this whole thing of, hey, what if Carson Wentz just, you know, leads Washington to the playoffs, gets him in, plays Minnesota in the first round. That's a perfect team to to beat in the first round. And then gets to play Philly the next week. Wouldn't that be something? I would just, that would be magical. But we're focused on Cleveland this week. And really, this is a bet against Cleveland more so than a bet on Washington. Bottom line, Cleveland stinks. Offensively, they're terrible. 39 points in four games with Watson. 9.8 points per game. Bottom five DVOA in the pass and the run. Cleveland's offense has scored less than 14 points the last three straight games. It's the first time they've done that in six years. Teams that have done that when they play on the road the following week in the fourth game, 16-28-2 against the spread. Just a little interesting factoid. Washington's defense has been very solid. We know this. They are going to get pressure on Deshaun Watson. Perfect recipe for all of this. Their eighth in pressure rate now with Chase Young back. And I thought, you know, Last week, they actually played really, really well defensively, at least in the first half against San Francisco. Then it got away from them. Of course, that's going to happen. Um, offensively, they were inept, and they put too much pressure on their defense. This week, they're playing a Cleveland defense that's not very good either, but I think they rest on their defense. I think they rest on their D-line to get this game done. They're also third and third down defense. They're tied for first and punts per play. They dominate time of possession. Washington can just handcuff Wentz if they want to on this offense. They run the ball on Cleveland. Cleveland's 28th in opponents rushing yards per carry. And Brian Robinson has six straight games of at least 50 yards rushing. I think they've been fantastic. 51% of the bets are on Washington. 88% of the money's on Washington. I'm all Washington out. It was almost my number one play until another game came up. But, man, do I love this. And I am back with my best friend. I am all happy and joy, joy for Carson Wentz. You've always got a soft spot for him. You just, mm. you're always, you're always going to have a soft spot for him. And I just can't imagine why it's just, <laughs> I don't have no, I have no notes in this game. I just, again, blew right by it. Blew, flip, flip, flip the page on that one. As soon as I scrolled across it. So come on, uh, they got all the motivation in the world to, to go win the game. The, yeah, the Browns are terrible. Wow. I was going to say who, who would the league like to see win a game less Deshaun Watson or Dan Schneider's Washington team? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say the refs will take care of it, but I don't know. That one's going to be – we're splitting errors on that good one. Point. So uh, if it was close, the refs might just, you know, might might, might take care of it like they've done before. So, all right, Dan, time to the number one play. And, again, if, 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 if I know you well, then you know me well, and you know where we're going with this one. Rah, 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 boys. Let's get it together. (laughs) We got an underdog spot here for Mike Tomlin in the division. Uh, I will take the Pittsburgh Steelers here, plus three against the Baltimore Ravens. 
Now you might say, obviously, you got Lamar Jackson coming back this week, supposedly. But Lamar has not been having his best year, not to mention he hasn't played any football in the past four or five weeks. He's not practicing very much, uh, if at all. Uh, but his, his season stats, as much as, as, as un, you know, he was winning the games on his back, but his stats are lower than they ever have been. Uh, his complete percentage this year is 2% lower than his past two seasons. He is 4% lower on that than uh, his 2009 MVP campaign. His yards per attempt this year, 6.9. His last three seasons of yards per attempt, 7.5, 7.3, and 7.8 yards per completion. Uh, he is at 11 this year. His last three, 11.7, 11.4, and 11.8. Uh, and his passing yards per game this year, only at 186 passing yards per game. Last three seasons were 240, 183, and 208. Uh, he has been better with sack, uh, with interceptions. He's still sacked around 7% of the time, which is the bottom third rate in the league amongst quarterbacks. Um, and his rushing yards per game, it's he's got the lowest rushing yards per game in his four seasons that he's that he's played at least 10 games outside of when he was in packages. But his, his lowest yards per game, he has the fewest amount of attempts in games. Um, it, so I, I'm not too worried about Lamar coming back because the offense was broken before he was hurt and, and he hasn't had time to practice and remedy these things. And again, we'll just run down the Tomlin stats for you. Underdogs uh, in, in this rivalry, underdogs of more than three. So again, we're getting to three now. It was higher than that earlier this week, but I will give you this underdogs of more than three in this rivalry are 18 and two against the spread oh. since 2005. That is 90%. Uh, and then Tomlin as an underdog, 70% against the spread after week five, which includes 19-4-1 against the spread in division. Um, just time to rally the troops. Time to just take Tomlin. And again, what did we say last week? If they win all of their games, they save mm -hmm. Tomlin's uh, never having a losing record uh, streak that he has as head coach. So this way they got last week. It's still alive. Big divisional game this week. It doesn't feels like feels like a good spot for me. Sunday wow. night too. Sunday night. How how good and convenient is this? Because not only are you taking it as your number one play, but Matt, do you remember the discussion we had in the summer about the Steelers and whether they could get their win total over? And you said, Would you take an eight and a half? And I said, No, it's at seven and a half. And looky what we have here, right on the nose. So I am very, very interested in this game to get this Steelers over regular season win total. I pray to God you are right. Uh, actually, I looked at it just now. I'll give you the three, but it literally just changed in front of my eyes to two and a half. So it's moving in your favor. We're giving you the three, obviously. But I like the I like the the thought process. Underdog in division, it's all all there. That is like so you. I mean, the Steelers are definitely when we do our progress reports at the end of the year next week. I mean, this is definitely going to be maybe your most bet team. Them and the Bears. Hundred thousand percent. Hundred thousand percent. Well, my number one is also one of the principles that we take. We love Mike Tomlin as a dog, and we hate one of these teams as a favorite. And let me just sing it for you. This is a Rams world. And are taking the Rams. I love the Rams this week. Plus six and a half against the mighty, mighty Chargers who are in the playoffs now. So Chargers in the playoffs, pretty much no chance at winning the division. God, this is the perfect spot to take them. I, they will absolutely just do nothing this week. They will pack their lunches and go have a picnic on that field with their crosstown rivals. We'll shake hands. You guys can get a nice little win for Baker Mayfield, make him some money for next year, and the, and the Rams might even win this game. Honestly, like, I really like the Rams on the money line here as well. It might be one of them because I think the Chargers are completely done. They're going to pack it in for the playoffs. And how many times have I said it? I've said it since preseason – the Chargers are not a deep football team. Their starters are good. Their backups stink. And I, I'm sorry, this Rams team is hot. I know they put up 50 last week on your boys. Not expecting that. But if you go back in history, teams that put up 50 points the next week are typically actually decently good. I, I believe the number I – don't, uh, I don't know. I have the numbers factored in for this year and for last year. 
But before that, I think they were like it was somewhere around the sixty-five percent. So you know, teams scoring fifty and then the next week covering. They do that, and the Rams are an underdog here. So that's even more of an incentive to say, hey, I really like this spot a lot. Um, Chargers have also played in 11 one-score games this season, if you can believe that. So the Rams have actually played in six one-score games this year. So they've been actually keeping teams close, but 11 one-score games for the Chargers. This is within a touchdown. Herbert as a home favorite. That's big air quotes this week, home favorite. 8-10-1 as a home favorite. So, um, again, not great as that. He's very good as a dog, not as good as a favorite. Um, Rand's defense has played a lot better over the last two weeks, forcing turnovers. Got to give him credit there. Yes, last week was Russell Wilson, but they played well against Green Bay. They got run on a lot, um, but actually stopped the passing game, and the Chargers love to pass the football. And the offense has gotten back to what they do best, running the football and setting Baker up in play action. That's the best, best formula for a quarterback like Baker to be successful. And even without Cup, without Robinson, without Donald, the Rams have actually played pretty decent the last three weeks. So I'm going to take the Rams here. Little scary. 51% of the bets are on the Chargers. 99% of the money on the Rams. It's all. I mean, who's betting on these Chargers? That's what I want to know. I mean, these got to be five, ten dollars because every every sharp is all over the Rams. I got the Rams six and a half. I think I got them seven and a half actually, and I and I have the Rams money line. I, I really like the Rams here to beat the Chargers in a meaningless game for them as they start to make the playoff push. Rams world living in it. Yeah, no, this this one's a heavy lean for me. A heavy lean, almost made it in. Uh, I get it, if if it if it was this was right between me and Chicago, like this one in Chicago. But I just had to go with my boy Justin Fields uh, over maybe a former a, a former lover of mine in Baker Mayfield, who's just, you know <laughs> a, a scorned lover, if you will. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I like it. It makes perfect sense. Like we said, hate 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 betting the Chargers as a favorite, and you're going to give me six and a half points in what is a neutral field because. This is both their home field. This is this is the New York. No, this is a Rams like, home game. This is, this, this Rams is. home game. The Rams are run the town. They are Super Bowl champions. Nobody even watches football in LA, but if they're going to watch it, it's definitely the Rams. Yes, they'll be at about like sixty percent capacity, and it'll be thirty-five percent Rams fans and twenty-five percent Chargers fans. So that's that's about what the, the split will be looking like. Uh, maybe even less because out in LA, it's going to be New Year's. They're going to be like football who cares about this we're part of like they, they might not give a damn about this game so um yeah no i like this one's heavy heavy lean for me um just just hard to sneak it into my five understood understand i just i love this game i think this is this is a solid maybe even money line parlay choice but that's mm-hmm. what it is so let's go to the leans i said chicago already i'm with you there if tua was playing i would be probably give out the dolphins the line was went from plus two and a half to minus two and a half to the patriots i'll take the minus two and a half i'll go back on it because at least it's not tua they lose to tua every single time they've never beaten tua teddy bridgewater again he can be had the dolphins are completely sliding i'll take it i'll take the bait i'll take it one more time maybe they make the playoffs i don't know maybe the jets in here as well we'll keep it in the east um Bears, Pats, and I'll add the Jets in there. Yeah, uh, the, the Pats, it has gone up to three, um, which is really the, that that actually took them out. That that was that was more than likely going to be a pick for me. It was Patriots as, again, as much as they burned me last week. I was ready to I was ready to plug my nose and do it again without Tua because it's just Miami's just a totally different team, whether it's Teddy B or Skylar Thompson, whoever they're going to go with. Um, like I said, Rams were just outside. And then I'm surprised we haven't touched on this game yet. Minnesota at Green Bay. Green Bay minus yeah. three. Uh, this one is, you know, we, we we were all over betting Detroit in this very, very exact spot a few weeks ago uh, when everybody was like, why, how is Minnesota, you know, an underdog to a, a less superior team? Uh, and the Packers are rolling hot. Minnesota really might not have anything to play for at all with the number one seed being maybe out of, you know, out of reach at this point. So, it's hard to say. I really wanted to sneak Green Bay in here because again, all the trends as far as Green Bay at home, you know, Rodgers in division is is. Uh, let's see, I I, I add all the stats because I was debating about picking this one. Uh, 
Last three weeks, Minnesota 25th in DVOA versus Green Bay's ninth in DVOA. Uh, Rodgers against the spread at home in division is 64%. He's 63% against the spread as a one-score favorite. He's 65% at home against the spread at home, period, no matter who he's playing. All the things will tell you to point to Rodgers, lay the three points, but like maybe Minnesota's just going to keep getting – we keep saying they can't get away with it. Like They just keep getting away with it at this point. Like they It's they're just – they are just Macaulay Culkin at home alone. Like it just keeps, he just keeps slinging the paint cans and just knocking out, you know, Joe Pesci and Marv over there. Like, like they just keep getting away. With it. I don't know. Yeah. I want, uh, so at, at this point with this game, my first instinct was 100% take Green Bay. That was my first instinct. And then I kind of wavered on it because I'm like, yeah, maybe you are right. Maybe the Vikings are that lucky. You know, I got a Vikings fan in the house right now with me trying to tell me, you know what? That's good that they've won 11 one-score games. I'm like, dude, like, let's think about it. Like, but then I, I I came across this stat here, and this is this is um this is locked on Packers podcast guy that came across this stat with the Vikings offense. This is the Vikings offense and the Vikings defense. Vikings offense, 17, 17th in EPA per play, 19th in DVOA, 14th in success rate, 18th in yards per play. 17th in yards per drive, 13th in points per drive. That's their offense. Defense, 14th in EPA per play, 22nd DVOA, 26th success rate, 31st yards per play, 23rd yards drive, 18th in points per drive. And he ends that with, what do they do well exactly? Because they don't. They don't. And I'll tell them what they do, that what they do well. They win in the fourth quarter. That's what they do. They win the yeah. game in the fourth quarter. 61-yard field goal? Are you freaking kidding me? I mean, it's just the way of the world. I have no play in this game. I don't want any part of this game. It, it is so odd what the Vikings are doing, and the Packers are on such a heater. Um, I do think that, that Green Bay may win this game. I definitely think that because I think Rodgers right now is one of those things where, oh, you going to doubt us? you going to do this? And we forget about those he-man quarterbacks. That, that Brady and Rodgers are. Um, but I don't know. It's just tough. I was going to say, a little, a little redemption for us, Stan, when those those highly ranked quarterbacks of ours, even though they play on bad teams, mm-hmm. they do eventually come back to make the playoffs because that's mm. just they're just that good at quarterbacks and they're able to lift their teams out of those, those ugly, ugly depths. So uh, it does feel like as bad of the year that Brady and Rodgers have had, they might both be in the playoffs at the end of the day. They might both see them. That is so crazy. It makes just people bananas. sick. It makes people sick that that might be the case. But who knows? You never yeah. know. I, I'm, glad, right. I'm glad we both stayed away from that. I think we're both. Yeah. I think we're going to table the Vikings till we get to the playoffs yes. and know what we're going to do. Yeah, I think we know. Um, let's go to the specials real quick. I'll give you the under the weather. I mentioned it before. This is really the only weather game. Uh, Monday night in Cincinnati, it is going to be gross. Nobody's seeing it because the line is still 49 and a half um, in the over-under. Expectations will be for offensive fireworks, but they may get drowned out by the weather. And personally, I think the expectations of, of you know these two hot offenses and how good these quarterbacks all are, I think even if there wasn't weather involved in the game, I still think this goes under that number because I do think that the defenses are really the stories in this game and they're being overlooked. But as for now, 53 degrees in Cincinnati. That's pretty balmy for January for January. Winds 10 to 20 miles an hour, 14 mile an hour sustained. That is really what I'm looking at because they can also see a quarter inch of rain coming into Cincinnati on that night. So you add the slip, the slippery football, kind of the dreary, cold English weather, if you will, 10 to 20 miles an hour winds. I'll take the under, especially at such a high number, 49 and a half. I think that's prime. I, I like Buffalo, Cincinnati in the under. I, I like that play. I do. I, again, I, I like taking the under in those games that people, it, when it's a primetime game, especially people think big offenses, everybody wants to bet the over. I love taking the under in those spots. So so I, I'm right there on that with you. Beautiful. Um, all right. We got to get one of these. We, we got we to gotta gotta get both. do it. We got to get both. And I feel like, all right, well, we're, we're definitely starting with Pittsburgh here. I got to start with okay. Pittsburgh plus 126. It's not very big. And as they were the first ones out of my leans, but 
man, oh man, Dan, I do like the Rams this week yeah. again. I knew I, 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 we did it last week with pairing the number one picks and almost worked. And that they were, they were flirting there. It was going to be Pittsburgh. And I was thinking about either the Rams. Um, I was, again, I was thinking about Vegas. We didn't mention on the show about the Derek Carr news. I'm sure we both were maybe yep. considering taking, taking Vegas as I was doing my notes. It's Vegas six, Vegas six. It changed to plus nine. I'm searching Twitter. I can't find anything. And of course the books get the heads up before mm-hmm. the Shefty tweet goes out. Shefty, Shefty's got to check in with all of them. Say, Hey, you guys all just move that line first. Right now I can send this tweet out. I'm Twitter searching Derek Carr's name. Like what happened? Uh, and then it comes out that they're, they're going to be sitting him, resting him for the rest, I believe for the rest of the season. Um, so it has to do with his contract. So I was thinking about that. Uh, think about a couple other teams, but I think we got to go with the Rams going against our least favorite favorite in the chargers with nothing to play for. You know what's great? Plus 680. Plus 680 on the money line. Part. Yep. And I just locked it in. Um, and I'm locking in. I hadn't locked the Rams uh, money line in now, so I'm locking that in now. But what I will say is this. I'm telling you, the last – you got to get that one last little, you know, fling out of the way, and you're taking Baker Mayfield. So that's, yeah. your, that's your fling. Kenny and Baker. Oh, boy. That sounds. That sounds – Oh, shaking in my boots, but hey, one more for the road, my friend. I love it. Um, let's bet the narrative. Lewis has been scouring all of all show. I've been seeing him look through it. He's looking through the looking glass. There's a lot of weird, you know, quarterbacks playing. There's a lot of weird scenarios. What have you for us on the final 2022? Bet the narrative, Lewis. This is a stinker. This is tough. Mm. I've been looking. I've been oh tilting all show long. <laughs> this is um I'm trying to figure out a narrative, you know. Are we are we gonna ride with Mike White and the Jets? Do I wanna be so disappointed? Is Mac Jones gonna beat the Dolphins? Is Hey Rogers, maybe? Right. I know that one's been screaming at me the entire time. <laughs> I'm looking at three and a half, and that three and a half feels like a snake line because the Vikings have been so lucky all year that I could see that hook being the thing that comes to bite me in the butt. Ah! All right, fellas. I'm so sorry. The Cincinnati Bengals. What? Plus one and a half. At home, Monday night. I believe the Chiefs will also win. I don't like the points, the 12 and a half. I don't like it. But I believe the narrative will be we have a three-way tie for first in the AFC right before the playoffs. Oh, boy. I think I'm looking for a narrative. I'm looking. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that, Lou. Okay. Makes sense. It does, doesn't it? The Bengals are great. The Bills are great, too. I understand. Um, it, it, It screams Bills. It screams Bills. But I still, I we said at the beginning of the season, I said, did we preordain the Bills way too early? I have my questions about Josh Allen. He's an incredible talent. He's probably like he's obviously top three. Those three guys, top three quarterbacks in the yep. league. Uh, I, I I just the Bengals are hot, man. They're so hot, and I know the Bills are too. But it's like who, who are we beating up on the Jets? Is that what we're doing? You know, who are we beating? Come on. The Bengals, one and a half, three-way tie. Um, if the Chiefs' line was lower, I would say the Chiefs too, but I don't want to do that to myself. You know, the Chiefs have been covering those big numbers against Denver specifically. Isn't that so. crazy? No, I want to, and sorry, Matt, I, they should cover it. Like it, it after what we saw last week, like it should cover. Um, yeah, that, that's. I would say, you know how bad it is in Denver. The fact that me and Dan didn't take like. Love betting on a on a coach firing next week. Can't even think about it. Can't even think about it. I don't it. even know who the coach is. I have no I right. don't know what his name is. I he's an analyst. It, it, 12 and a half after especially after the fact that Denver already covered against them. Uh, right. you know, like I, I like Kansas City there. I no, do. I don't I can't blame anybody. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. I just don't want to, you know, I, I just I have to follow the the, the premises bet the narrative. And yes. my narrative for next week will be we have a three-way tie in the AFC. Oh, that's Ooh. awesome. That's I, I yeah, as, as, as much as that goes against both of our picks, I, I love that. I actually do love if that's the narrative. That's that's pretty nice. So, um, yeah. Whichever way it team. turns out, I think we have, after this Monday night game that we had this week, which was a snoozer, uh, 
I hope this is a good game. This should be. Yeah. Out. Dan said it, you know, AFC championship game, look ahead, possibly. You know, it's going to be those three teams, I believe, unless we get a sneaker in there somehow. But, yeah, I think Joe Burrow comes out. He's going to light it up. It should be a shootout. That 49 and a half, like you said, Dan, it either defensive stalwart game or we're going to have a shootout. And uh, either I way, think... I like football when it's one of those two. I love football too, Lewis. I love it so much. Um, I, I just think that that game is screaming out. Everybody's seeing offense, 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 and I think it's screaming out. So if it is an under, if it is an under, it's going to favor the dog. It's going to favor the home team. The home dog. You know, yeah, yeah, home dog. So, you know, I see it there. But, again, my issue is seven in a row. They've been hot since February. Yeah. Um, You know, really since last December. They've been hot for a year. (laughs) Like, you know. In a row, you know, it's. Yeah, yeah, you, you know, know, it's kind of you know, uh, somebody's streaked right somewhere. Yeah, that's what it is, really. That's yeah. what it is, so. good, good game, good chick, good, good chick, good choice. I love it. I love it, boys. The final one of twenty twenty two. I am so excited to see how it all shakes out. Even though the league has gotten pretty top heavy, um, in terms of NFC and AFC, like Super Bowl contenders, I guess you would say. You never know. We saw it last year. It was a miracle run, uh, really by both teams. I think it was a miracle run. But you never know what can happen. I think this year the doors are open for possibilities beyond our wildest dreams, Matthew. Yeah, no, I'm very, very, very excited for this hey. uh, this playoff season. Hey, we have games next week. I know. Oh, okay. Oh, you said yeah. last one of 2022. The last okay. one of 2022. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, I'm like, that's... yeah, because you said the last bet the narrative, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It, I... No, we got one. We got one. Last got one, one of the year. I know. It is weird oh, now yeah. because with the, with the 18, yes, with the 17 game season, it actually pushes in. It used to very be clean cut end of the year, last of the regular season, not so much anymore. Yeah. Give Give me a quick pick. Michigan seven and a half TCU. Georgia mm. six and a half against Ohio State. Quick pick. I'd have to take. I'll lay the points of Georgia. Oh, right, if I had to take, if I had to take one of them, uh, one out of those four, I'll, t- I'll lay the points of Georgia. I'll probably. I I actually think TCU covers Michigan wins. Kind of one That's, of those that, things. We're too. right on. We're right on par. Right. I think TCU covers Michigan wins. Georgia will win by thirty-five points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a different. They're a different animal. Yeah. Agreed. Um, all right, you want to run out the picks really quick for the week. Yes, we'll do. real quick. Go ahead. Uh, I've got Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears plus six against Detroit. The Houston Texans plus four and a half on <laughs> Shadow Band at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Buffalo minus one and a half against Cincinnati and lose Bengals. Jets uh, at minus one and a half against Seattle. And give me Mike Tomlin plus three and the Pittsburgh Steelers against Baltimore Ravens. And the money line parlay is the Steelers and Rams at plus six eight. All right, beautiful. We are mind-melding on a couple. Uh, Unshadow Band is correct. Houston, plus four and a half against the Jags. Buffalo, circle in the wagons in Cincinnati, minus one and a half, ending their long streak. The last dance with the prom Kingsbury, Arizona, plus three and a half at Atlanta. Uh, we are now back together. Date night with me and Carson. Cleveland, uh, Cleveland at Washington, minus two for the Commanders. And it's a Rams world, and we're just living in it. Rams are still the... Still own the City of Angels plus six and a half at the Chargers. The under the weather is Buffalo and Cincinnati Monday night under 49 and a half. Lewis, the bet the narrative is the Cincinnati Bengals plus one and a half. Let's go, roar, kitties, roar. Let's go. Who <laughs> day? day? Love it. All right, boys, enjoy the new year. Blessings throughout. Should be a good one. We're rolling into 2023 in style with one final regular season show coming up next week. And then got to start thinking about a road show maybe coming up, maybe for the Sunday card. You never know. Year number two, we'll run it back. You never, ever know. Mm, we'll see. Maddie, you told me that you, we can't ride anymore. So what's it going to be? Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. (laughs) 
Oh, it's so good. Happy New Year. We'll see you next week on the Sunday car. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at The Sunday Card. And remember... If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.